Hi there, this is Bob Eubanks, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. But doesn't everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All, the... uh Occasional All Talk Beals Radio occasional, Show. Damn it, so we're more than occasional. Well, we're occasional. Uh, well, we're on occasion. We record. Yes, on occasion we record. And this is one of those occasions, and we are um, continuing with a topic that we started on the last show. That makes sense. And it is all happening with my good friends, Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Where? Oh, hi. And my good friend, Rob Leonard. Hello. And we are going on with a topic that we began on the last show, which is the John Lennon, 1970, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. With Sorry. Elephant's memory, memory and Invisible and, Strings. And the Invisible Strings. All together. Uh, Yellow Submarine. And they're all, I swear to God, I was just going to go there. On an album called Sometime in New York City. The first half we talked about the lead into the album, some of the things that were a result of the album. And we covered side one of the studio disc. And we begin with side two. Ugh. Yeah. And a song called Sunday Bloody Sunday. Was it the topic or the song? Yes. I just wrote a, <laughs> I just wrote a bloody mess all around. Yeah, I agree. I, it with you. is. I'm sorry. It's it's just It's so funny. My opening line of my comments, just a big mess. And there you go. And I wrote a bloody mess all around. I wrote I, I use bloody just for the sake of bloody. It, it may be funky, but it is such a biting lyric. I mean, his vocal is okay. is kind of cool. Kinda. He's spitting out the words. Yeah. That doesn't make it, it more effective. No, but it's interesting. It's way more intense than Give Her Allen Back to the Irish. It has a kick-ass guitar solo and which a is, kick-ass which, sax solo. Well, I was going to say- But does anybody care? Well, right. Stan, Sam Bronstein, was it Bronstein? I forgot what uh, Bronstein uh, was Epstein. Say. Yeah. He's playing a lot. He, you know, oh, yeah. There's a lot of saxophone on this record, and he's he's really a good sax player. And it fits in on some of these songs that sound like the, with the bad mix. Yeah, and truthfully, it seems like Yoko is intentionally turning on the Yoko irritation factor. No, I mean I don't say that lightly. I, it sounds. I know, as though but I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's the, the vocal is. I think it's yeah, just. I think it's just the, it. the words are so horrible. The event is so horrible. Vocally, Yoko sounds like she's intentionally just. Trying to be as grating as possible in a way. Credit it to John and Yoko. Yeah, it's so damn long. Way too long. By at least a minute and a half. And for some reason, I literally can not listen to this track. I don't think I've. I definitely have heard it all the way through many times. But when we did research for the show, I heard it and I said I've heard enough. And I just wrote that one line because I just don't I don't care anymore. But I really don't. This is not to dismiss the issue. I feel very strongly for the Irish people. It's a this is not to There's dismiss a different the way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, but my God, this is just so and a bad album opener, side yeah. opener. Ugh. I agree. I think the lyrics are very biting and this might have worked better as a poem than with the music with it. By Henry Gibson. And again, <laughs> and again, the messy production. The marching drums are interesting because you're talking about a military. Yep. But when you put 5,000 friggin' layers of damn reverb on a what? marching drum, it becomes... Well, you know what that reminds me of, though? I don't want to be a soldier. Mm, I just wrote, they, they have a here, similar... Way too close feel. to I don't want to be a soldier. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see your notes. But it reminds me of the same thing. They're both a little bit too long. They both sound like they're recorded in a tunnel. 
you know, like the Jones Beach Tunnel where you, you, you screech? I think I Don't Want to Be a Soldier is actually brilliant compared to this. I well, agree. I didn't say that. Production-wise. Production-wise. But but they they have a similar yeah, hole but, in yeah, it. They yeah, do, but I Don't Want to Be a Soldier has breathing room in that's it true. as a that's production. True. That's true. That's the true. whole idea of I Don't Want to Be a Soldier is it plods like a soldier's march, yep. but it really feels that way. This is just... It's, oh my God! But it's ear fatigue. It, yeah, it is not it, digital. It feels like it never it's ends. Just, wow! No, you're right. It's it, never it, ending. And if, you know, I, I assume the U two song is a sim- based on a similar topic. Exactly. Yeah, oh, so. it's absolutely. Yeah, but exactly. it, U2, but U two wrote a better song. <laughs> uh, maybe not. No, I think they did. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, it's still, still not effective. It's still dated. And it's dated. Yeah. It's. I don't think it's, it's a, as. If, I don't think it's right. more effective. Well, for it's just people, a better pop song. That's how people sometimes remember things. Yeah, and and in all honesty, for people that I knew. And, and I mean this in all sincerity. When I was in high school and college, I had friends who both married women who had come over from Ireland. And were, and there was a, a house in Port Washington with a number of friends who were Irish immigrants who were living there who lived through the incident, remembered it. Not a single one of them knew this track. Mm. They all knew the, the U2 song and all said that this was an important song because it said something that nobody knew this one. So if John Lennon would have made this a nice pop song, it might have been. But he never did that. But here's a, here's a great two lines here. It goes, leave Ireland to the Irish, not for London or for, or for Rome. Or for Rome, right. So it's it's not just right. the people in, in Great Britain, but also the people in the Vatican. And how, you know, let's be honest, the Irish are very uh, Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a very strong lyric. Like I said, I think this works better as a poem. I don't get the fatigue that you guys get. But at the same time... Yeah, but how do you include in a poem those mothers toying to boing? Well, you know. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But I just wish the production was totally different. You know, Double Fantasy Stripped changed the way some of those songs are interpreted. This album would... Yeah, would, they'd, never, they'd never bother to go do that. No, no, they wouldn't. We have to hope that somebody finds outs from this, but yeah, they yeah, won't. Yeah, they and, won't. And it's interesting. I'd like to know how much Phil Spector had to do with the, that giant echo chamber. Yeah, I, it's a Phil Spector thing. And oh, I, totally. And I can see him saying, well, John, I got this echo thing going. It'll sound really like a pop record. Yeah, but I, I, I think... I can see John saying that to Phil. Yep. Then he probably said, well, give me some echo. You yeah, know. Phil, I want your wall of sound, man. It's got to yeah. sound like a whole army is coming yeah, in. Like Ronnie's know. singing it. Yeah, like Ronnie's, <laughs> Ronnie's not singing this. <laughs> like Ronnie singing it. <laughs> and now Ronnie Spector covering Sunday Bloody Sunday. <laughs> wow. The U2 song? <laughs> Okay. Try some, buy some back with Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. So the next song with a little is, tantori um, chicken is, and here's another thing that I wrote here, oh. and I started with my description of Luck of the Irish. I said, and that's the next song. Yeah, the next song is Luck of the Irish, uh, continuing the, as Rob said, the doublets here, yes. the the couplings, the couplings. I wrote a sad little song. There is no hope in the songs on this album, and that is one of the biggest problems. You're right. This is a hopeless album. Other than, than New York City, there is no hope anywhere well, on New York this City album. is the only song on this album that's not political. Right. And that's why right. there's hope in there. And I say, you know, other than We're All Water, there is nothing and New York City. We're All Water, again, that side closer, very positive. So is New York City. Yeah. But there is nothing positive about this album. Nothing. At least if Power to the People was on this, it would have been somewhat positive. Right. And again, if Yoko was singing this, if either one were singing it solo, it would have been acceptable. 
but the duet with John just doesn't quite meld. I, don't I think like it, works it either. I like it. I enjoy the I song. I enjoy it also. But the combination of the two voices, if either one of them, if you stripped away either one off the track and just put each one doing it, it would work. No. Well, what bothered that blonde is down. That to me, I hate when she does that. Well, I mean, well, you it's, know, a, it's a weird. Listen, he, he puts in a really beautiful vocal. Yeah. And I think and if I it think was the, just him, it would have been a nice flute. Well, it's a beautiful backing track. But I think, it's, it's, I think the live version is great. Yeah, and, and there's a beautiful feel to this. this yeah. it, it almost doesn't feel like it belongs on this record. Not at all. It's, an, it's a Celtic. I mean, yeah. this is a Celtic, I mean, in a way. Universality. We said it, it before. Universality. And truthfully, again, this song by itself. Also, what's, what's unusual about Yoko's vocal and again, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Yoko fan, mm-hmm. but the thing is that the strangeness about Yoko's vocal on this is that it detracts from John's direct personal connection to the song. Right, because she's not Irish. Um, he is the one from the pool with the connections back to Ireland. That's Correct. true. And it's, it's lovely orchestration. It's a beautifully done song. If it had just been him, and, and again, like I say, I think the live version is, is better on Mike Douglas. Yeah. yeah. Much better. If this had been a standalone single or a standalone song, people would have said, wow, John doing a Celtic ballad. Correct. Very pretty. John trying to do a Celtic ballad. It falls short because the vocals aren't perfect on it, but boy, John doing a Celtic ballad. How cool. Well, I wrote, if Paul could use Linda on Wildlife, John could use Yoko. Absolutely. But they did it differently. You're right. And I agree with you. John. Yoko should be off this song. John wanted Yoko to be more of a co-singer. You know, almost yeah. a sunny and share, yes, almost yeah. type of thing. And it's a really sweet idea. And it's not to say that that her vocal is is bad, but with that, it's an obviously Celtic song. Yeah. So take this off and put it on Double Fantasy. It fits perfectly. Wow. No. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does actually. Why not? It's a Celtic love song. It's not yeah. a protest song if you put it on Double Fantasy. Right. It's yeah. not, except for goddamn. Well, I mean, but, and also, too, you know, uh, raped by the British genocide, brigands. Yeah, yeah genocide. Well, nah, I it, actually wrote. It doesn't a, fit on. I did yeah. write a few lyric changes, and it's great. Yes, a few lyric changes, and it can fit on, on a double fright. Right, a Celtic ballad like this about the luck of the Irish, and Correct. we wish things were better in Ireland would fit. Yeah, right. okay. Any other, uh, shall we move well, on? Well, it's a co-Yoko thing with co yeah. with Yoko. It's a Coco. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't mind Yoko's voice in it. I, I, I'm not bothered by it by much, probably because I just enjoy the track so much. <laughs> yeah. The, the way it sounds. It, it, it's it, also the cleanest mix on the record. On the whole thing. That's true. That's I, true. But you said something interesting. Really? You did. But, you, know, you mentioned that, you know, that was played on the Mike Douglas show and some of the other songs were played before that. A lot of this album was already... Old by the time it came out. Yes, and the I delayed think, release. But the delayed release—that's later. These songs were already out there. To call it a delayed release would be wrong because it wasn't held back. In the states, it came out pretty normal, pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty, it came out when it was. It came out in, in uh, June. June, but in, in September, in, in, yeah, September, September. Okay, well, um, because of rights, right? Yeah, but like in February, you know, that's four months ago or four months ago. Then that's a long time. And, and Sisters Oh Sisters was even before that. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, he had demos of a lot Absolutely. of these that he turned into political stuff, like the yeah. one the next ones were doing. I mean, come on. I mean, he, it wasn't like he was saying, I'm going to write these. I mean, he, he used some of his older stuff to 
reform into these. Recycled, yeah. 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 What? What? All right, moving on from Luck of the Irish. These are the two the two outlaw songs, I guess, if you want to connect double things here. Um, Freaking killer guitar work from John Lennon on this track. Killer. That to me. Ain't no Sunshine song. It's what? The Ain't No Sunshine Very song. Very nice. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Catchy little song that unfortunately doesn't mean a goddamn thing 46 years later. Nothing. Nothing at no all. No one can relate to this. The the little, the little, there's a Except little John Sinclair. laugh when he does under if he was the CIA selling dope and making hay. Funny line. It's a funny line. It's a funky track, but this is an old newspaper. This is your real I wrote first. Too dated. Way but, too. This but is the, the, it's an old news. It was dated when it came out. No, but the right. He was already out of jail. Sort of, the problem was it needed a closing verse to say he got out of jail. Thank yeah, you. And, he, and he didn't write that. So people who don't know because you can't for John Sinclair. Now right. he's outside yeah. breathing. Yeah, yeah. Something, let him some, be. Let something him like that because. When he did it, Finish John it Sinclair Paul. was in jail. Right. Two days later, he comes out. Right. Go John, back in the studio. John should have, since he hadn't re- released it yet. He could have written it. He could have added a verse Lazy. that said, John Sinclair got out. Uh, yeah. We're better people for it. Yeah. Or something Lazy. like that. Look what we did for John Sinclair. Or, or, you know, or, everyone or else. He didn't have to yeah. personalize it. because No, but look, look what we, meaning the people. Right. They right. Look what we did. Yeah. You know, they saw the protest in the air. That's my only qualm about the song. I love the guitar playing on this song. Oh, smoke it. The picking on this is just... It's first of all, it's not something he normally would do. This is more of a oh, a dobro thing like yeah, that. Yeah, this Oof. is more of a George Harrison, George Harrison track. Pick. And truthfully, forty six years later, I still don't know who the frig Leotis is. No idea. You know, it's just that they got but Leotis too. I mean, who, who is that? Right? Isn't Leotis. that line in there? I'm and sure. they got no Leotis too. There's a line in there. No, they meant Otis from Otis Day in nice, the Night. From Otis Day in the Night. No, Otis, no, Otis, dr- from- Otis the drunken uh, Andy Griffin. Yeah, that's right. You know, we got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to finish this track. There's nothing word no Otis in this. <laughs> yeah, they got. Mondegreen. Shooting Time was, out. If he was a He's got the lyrics there. in front of him. That's they got nice. Ollie Otis too. They gave him 10 for two. They got Ollie Otis too. Got to, got to, got. Before the was he jailed for what he done? Whether it's Lee Otis or Ali Otis, I don't know what who it is. is but either way, who is that? Who is like it's kind of like it's a reference, it's a Lennon reference, and God only knows who it is. Anyway, okay, <laughs> now we now oh. we go to the real now we go to the real winner here, Angela. Oh, the, no, no, let's not. Um, we have to. The, the less we talk about this song, the, the less I can well, actually. Well, I want to start by saying that say this how is good the song is. no, no. This one is one of the ones he used in old demo. And the song originally was about a woman who couldn't get laid. Yeah. And now yeah. he uses it in this context. Wait, what are you doing? Right. But it's absolutely, to me, it's it's the clinker on the album, on an album that's not first exactly all, clinking along. The first act- of all, I don't care about Angela Davis. For those who don't know, she was accused uh, of being an accomplice to murder of prison guards because her guns that were registered to her were used in the shootings and... She was actually acquitted because they said it didn't support that she was a And she's a very powerful lady now. Yes. Which is, you know, so in a way, to John and Yoko's credit, they backed the right horse in a way. But for the not, wrong I reasons, I think. Maybe, well, I don't know if they no, backed her I, correctly then. I, I think she they did. something. But I, I think they... We don't know if she had something to do with it or not. You never know. But the point is, 
I would imagine that Johnny Yoko probably had a connection to people who knew what had gone down for real. Okay. All right. They were in the underground. They were dealing with the, the Black Panthers. That's a big stretch, though, Tony. I, but how would John have really gotten that out on a limb for somebody if he really thought there was a chance they were guilty? Uh, why did he go for John, uh, John Sinclair? But John Sinclair, they knew, you know, they knew was guilty of having two joints. But the point was the punishment the didn't fit of the crime. Well, right with Angela with this, Davis, maybe again, don't, they were deep involved with those people at that uh, point. They were deep involved with the I Black Panthers, deep involved, and maybe they knew she'd been framed, you my, know, or knew my, she was set up. My problem with the song: they gave you sunshine, they gave you sea, they gave you everything but the jailhouse key. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh my, oh my god. god, that is so bad. The the execution is Sorry. just friggin' miserable. It's Sorry, a horrible. Um, and also, again, Angela was already released by the time the album came out. Yes. Well, that's two in a row. So you've got gorgeous orchestration, well, an interesting arrangement, and irrelevant by the time it comes out. And just to to, to go along with what you were saying. The Stones did it better with Sweet Black Angel on Exile on Main Street. It's not a great song, though. It's not a great song, but it's better. It's better than Which came out before sometime in New York City. Yeah. And they were both beaten by a song called Angela by an Italian singer-songwriter, Virgilio Savono, with a group called Quartet. No, but they put out a song called Angela, a strong protest song about her. And again, there was a movement to gain her release. There was a black writers had formed a committee called the Black People in Defense of Angela Davis which I believe was, again, was formed in New York. John was probably well aware of them. By February of 1971, there were 200 committees in the U.S. and 67 in foreign countries working to free her. So you to say he got behind a horse that wasn't... People were well aware, and then in 1972, the state allowed her release on bail. Two California business owners paid. And on June 4th, 1972, 13 hours of deliberation, an all-white jury... She was acquitted. Gave her a verdict of not guilty. So again, yeah, I, I get it. You know, but but I'm just saying they knew, but it just doesn't. The fact that the song is crap. And oh my God, both songs yeah. were irrelevant when it came out. By the time it came out, even right. in June. Yeah, it need, both songs needed and, a, a, a final ending. verse, and, and but they didn't need that damn lyric that you just read that was evil. Anyway. <sighs> All right, here we go. Closer, closer. By, on by the way, I just want to say something. I, we didn't, I didn't mention this. On John Sinclair, he says "gotta" fifteen straight times. Excellent. We, you know, just you know, like yeah, all together yeah. now. How many times is that said in the it song? It ain't. It ain't no. Ain't no sunshine. That's, that's twenty-eight. But still, <laughs> I think so. It's twenty-eight. Yeah. And it's certainly know, not. It's certainly know, not uh, nobody but me by the human beings. But anyway, <laughs> one hundred and twenty-eight times in a minute, fifty-nine seconds. It won't anyway. be long. They use the word "yeah" fifty-five times. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the closing, tra- the closing track on the studio <laughs> album is a Yoko track. I plead the fifth. Uh, this is one of my favorite rockin' tunes you ever written in the history of anybody by anybody. Of the Flintstones. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Flintstones. Yes, what? I could picture her of Yoko Ono Rock. Come on. My still my favorite moment on this entire album is. I love that. That's my favorite. That's that means she could be doing like. Yeah. And Mark Rock, right, Yoko exactly. Mark Rock, Yoko Ono Rock. All I know is I love, love, love this track. The piano part alone, I just absolutely <laughs> love. It's, it's, it's like a, it, it is, it's a Flintstones piano. It is. It's exactly like the sax part, the call and response lead guitarist. This song rocks for so many reasons. 
And okay, you got the mention of Lenny Bruce and the, okay, the pairings but... and stuff. But many of the folks that are mentioned in the track are still legends. They're not like obscure New York politicos. Correct. Which makes it kind of cool. Yoko's, it's a better track, yeah. Yoko's wailing, and that, like I said, I got to admit that the Manson and the Pope line is a little effed up, but it works. I love uh, Yoko's remix of on Ono Box, but um, it's shorter and it misses misses a few precious yeah. moments. But I love it, love it. I'm it's telling just, you right now, I've got to go back and take Anne Margrock and put this <laughs> put Yoko under over the bed. it. <laughs> this has to be under the song playing while Anne Margrock is dancing. Yeah. I love it. It'll work. I think that work out good. Yeah, I'm telling you though. Did you see Yoko do? Good to be your food, not mine. No, but I would. I'm telling you, it's going to work. It's, I love it. I, I love this it. is a fun song too. You know, it's, it's just it's, fun. It's, 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 it's a good closer. It's a great it's a closer. For, it's a up Especially tempo closer. It's an really up tempo crap well, you, album. You, you basically dug the razor slightly into the artery. Then this comes on, and you go, oh, all right. All right, I'll not. put the bandaid on. Yeah, I'll put the bandaid on. Like it, it, you know. Because the rest today. of the record, man, off the... Now, a couple of things we should talk about. Well, we have to talk about the live album. Okay, sorry. Well, yes, let's go to the live album. Let's go to the videotape. Which I never listened to. Album two, I don't think any of us listen to. The but jam right. I want to talk... A little bit about it. A little bit about it. crazy, though. Again, this is something I don't think many people are aware of. So if I could just fill people in a little bit of a backstory. Well, actually, no, it's the second track. Let's start with Cold Turkey. Which is the opener on the live album? My feeling very disjointed. Yep. Uh, it is a musical arrangement. Whether it's the production or not, there are no balls on this track anywhere. No. Nope. It is just chasing after its own tail. That's and a good way to put it. All of John's suffering and and vomiting, which is like really John, is buried under the band, who are a mess. So to me, this well, version you got to tell them it's live. They, yes, I said this is the live album. We've gone yeah. on to the live album. But you know what? Every version of Cold Turkey has a totally different feel. Yeah, but there, but you know, live but, piece in Toronto version is much different than the studio it, version. But it's tremendous. And this version but, is different. But than, this version is, is there's nothing much there. There's and nothing I think there. Part of it is it's very lame. It's also it takes a minute to start the song. You hear crowds Ugh. noise and. That's the other thing. And yeah. You don't start a record side uh, side with right. Well, this is the bonus record. This yeah, and also, room. man, you're really there, man. And if we could just tell who the who the lineup is on this live show. We got Frank Zappa. We have Flo and Eddie, which are... Well, no, hold nope, on. The Cold Turkey no, no. is, is Keith Oh, Moon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, George Harrison. Yes. Uh, Nicky Hopkins. Yep. Um, the Lyceum in London. Right. 1969. Yeah. Okay, so this, is, this predates the album by a year and a half. Cold Turkey's still fresh. They've made a sandwich out of it. Yeah. You know, so this is not the Elephant's Memory Band. We're talking about, yep. like you say, George Harrison, Keith Moon. Clapton. Oh, good Lord, yeah. And he's on. You know, Everybody's on. Of... Delaney and Bonnie. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very much um, a jam that where many people don't know where the jam's going. No, and, and it's a mess. And it's, it's a mess. And but part... Clapton knew. Clapton, Clapton played on it. I know. I know, but. Clapton knew where it was going, but it's still all very messy. It is a messy track. I agree. It goes into a lengthy version of Don't Worry, Kyoko. And just to talk about some of this, uh, John, I Love You is the opening. And Yoko starts with You Killed Han Ratty. Mm. Much more relevant and poignant and Lenin involved than anybody ever remembers at that point. Just a little background. James Hanratty was known as the A6 murderer. He was a British criminal who was one of the final eight people 
in the UK to be executed before capital punishment was abolished. Uh, he was hanged in 1962 after being convicted of the murder of scientist Michael Gregstein, who was shot dead in a car on the A6 at Dead Man's Hill. His mistress was also shot, was left paralyzed, etc. John had actually paid for a documentary about Hanratty mm. and about the controversial A6 trial. There were a bunch of major campaigns that tried to prove Hanratty's innocence, a lot of accusations that the evidence had been planted. There was even support for Hanratty actually in Parliament. And despite the fact that DNA proof found in 2002 supposedly did confirm the guilt, there is actually still hope for a third trial, which the family believes will clear Hanratty's name. So that Hanratty thing was like real straightforward. That was at the time that was news for them. Yeah. And that was really, you know, something Yoko expressing that was really deeply ingrained in the John and Yoko thing mm. at that point. Starts off a rockin' version of the song, but the lack of production sucks. Well, there's just too much going on. Too much going on. You don't feel the guitarists at all, as opposed to live piece. The sax playing and the low-end guitar wailing is is kind of hypnotic. But they didn't have. They didn't know where the end is. Well, the end is or where it gets it cool. The call and response between the horns. Well, finally, something happens. Exactly. You know, but it's exactly. the very end. Very end. You know, this this is something that if John edited this down, no one would have complained. No, and but what's interesting mm. is I don't even know how the song carries the name "Don't Worry, Kyoko." Because it has nothing to do with what every other version of Don't Worry, Kyoko right, right, was. Right. Really bizarre. There's like this thing of like a swirling wind or a swarm of insects at the end. Really, really, really intense. And like about 11 minutes in, it's all like drums and bass. It's Jim Gordon and Alan White just smoking for a couple of minutes. Yeah, and speeds up even... and slows down. The, and by the way, the original performance was 41 minutes. Yeah, I mean. So this is trimmed down dramatically from the original. Can you imagine but it should have been trimmed. No. It should have been trimmed down even further. Yeah, but at least this track—it's muddy. But at least when I listened to it, I thought to myself, "Oh, that was a worthwhile thing to have done." I was—I felt I had listened to something kind of interesting for eleven minutes. Mm, see, I didn't feel that. Whereas now we go to stuff where you gotta go to a different version of it. So let's right. go but to... yeah, you got to go to the Zappa version. You got to go to the Zappa version. Which came out in, what, 92? Play, yep. Playground for Psychotics came out in 19... Playground Psychotics. Playground Psychotics. Well, I think they come out in 92, the reissue. Yeah, 92, the, yeah. yeah. With, the, with that bonus track. Cause yeah. We should say... Let's tell people what it is first. Yes, Well, well the idea about... was is that John and Yoko joined Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention at the Fillmore, June 6, 1971, less than a month before it closes. John and Frank had met each other, you know, that day... But they really didn't rehearse, from what I've gathered. Not at all. And Baby, Please Don't Go, that's a nice version. I think it's a very good version, actually. Absolutely. Um, the other songs were basically Frank Zappa songs that John and Yoko didn't know, and they gave him credit, Frank Zappa well, credit on one song. And not but King the other, Kong. But not on the other song, King Kong being the other song. And I've always wondered why Zappa just didn't say, hey, those were our songs. Why are you taking credit for it? You know, you can fix it on the next go around. John you know? promised him that he could, and then he and reneged. Then they, yeah, and then they didn't do it. Yeah. I never yeah. understood why. And, yeah. and why at this point. Well, because, because Rob, Alan Klein. Yeah. Was like, oh, yeah, sure, John. Give Zappa credit. No problem. 
Yeah, we'll lose a couple of bucks, but what's the big deal? And it's Alan Klein. What's he going to give in to giving Sounds Frank Zappa like money? Sounds like my Uncle Saul. <laughs> it's, your, it's, it's Mitch's Uncle Saul, John. What are you going to do? You're gonna Is give... it Klein or clean? For, uh, clean. <laughs> Alan Klein. So no, but you know he's what? He's very though? clean. No, he's not. No. He was one of the dirtiest. Filby and Derby. But, but here's the thing, though. We have to tell people that also Howard Kalin and Mark Volman are on this. Right, but they're not as evident on the Lennon mix. Correct, right. but, but you hear City. them in the Zappa mix. Yeah. Yes. Well, you don't hear them at all in the Lennon mix. No, they're basically no. gone. And I think and the Lennon mix also was edited a little bit more. The Lennon mix is edited more. The, the Zappa intro is great. It's a cool intro. Yoko over the top of it is is weird. It Very. makes for an interesting listening experience. No, it doesn't. But if you like the Zappa set at all, if you like this segment, you must get Playground Psychotics to hear how it really sounds. Oh, it's much better. John gets lost a bit vocally, but the mix in this sucks crap. It absolutely sucks crap. It is the worst, one of the worst live mix things I've ever heard. And we've I heard wanna, live in New York I, City. Yes, I want to beat the snot out of whoever actually mixed this. Yeah. Miserable. Rob no, I, I do much no, but, but And then Get you the listen tissues. to Playground Psychotics, <laughs> and it's like wide open. Like, you listen to this on it's that. It's still track. not good. It's not good, but it's it's the limitations because, like you said, they hadn't really rehearsed it. There were too many people on the stage. Understood. Whatever. But, yeah. but it still sounds. It, it, I th- Listen, I think the only reason that Zappa put it out was because he wanted the show. He could he mix it better. To, yeah, and well, he wanted to write the wrong. And he wanted to write the wrong. Correct. Also, the agreement but it's not had. great. If I'm not mistaken, the original agreement had been that both sides were going to release that, it. Yes. Well, that was well, the problem. Sapper yeah. had released a Fillmore album, but it, yes, wasn't, that but it wasn't didn't include that. that show. We should say that uh, Frank took a little shot at Yoko, uh, you know, renaming one of the songs as Small Eternity with Yoko Ono. That's brilliant. You know, I, That's maybe, brilliant. maybe you don't have to sue if you have yeah. that as your title. It's very funny. And, and But you, you also hear Mark, you know, Yoko goes, ah! And, yeah. you know, Mark and Howard go, ah! You know, yeah. back at her, and it's some funny stuff. But you don't hear like, that on the. You on don't the, hear that on John. Oh, they're making fun of her. Right. And gone. Out, you know. Right. Right. So again, Mr. John, Mr. Like reality, took like the whole thing and made it into mm. basically a puppet show. Yeah. So, correct. Scumbags fun. It's fun, but nothing. But it's, it's fun it's, when you're nine. It's, you know, when, you, when you're nine or ten and just, you get it. It's mm. just a bad jam, though. It's a, ba- it's a bad jam. You it's know? a bad mamma jamma. Yeah. I mean, it would, been, it would have been nice if John comes out and does uh, Baby Please Don't Go and then says, Thank you, good night. Thank you very much. Good if, night. if that was yeah. it, because I love that version. I, yeah, I, but, I've got to tell you, though. It's a nice version. Folks, if you want to plumb around on the depths of YouTube and find the video clip, it's funny as hell. Watching Yoko. Wa- no, watching John, Frank teaching John how to conduct the band oh. by raising his middle finger and doing it quickly and getting the band to go, what? And making the whole band come up while he raises his middle right, finger right. up higher and then bringing his middle finger down and the, and the band stopping. It's really funny to watch. Brilliantly funny to watch. And if you had been in the audience, you probably were like, this is Awesome! This is insane. Not after hearing forty-one but, minutes worth of the other thing. No, the forty-one minutes was the Lyceum in London. Oh, right. Come on now, get with the program. I'm trying, but my Stay God, this whole there. album sucks. Oh man, hang in there. Whole album? I don't know. I meant the I meant the disc. live disc. Oh, the live disc. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. frisbee time. But you know, and again, like I say, scumbags funny when you when you're nine. Yeah, you know when you the in joke when you're a little kid. Yeah, it, it's you know we used to play it and giggle. <laughs> he's saying the word scumbag. Yeah, you know, and and I used to play working class heroes. Who he said. 
when you hear Playground Psychotics and you hear Mark and Howard in the background going, everybody's got to go out and go and get themselves a scumbag, which you don't hear on this. Right, right. It's actually funny. It's it's Cause actually because it, right, they're it's something missing. They're jamming and they're doing something ridiculous. But it wasn't necessary for this record, and I think. This and for the extra dollar. For the extra dollar. No, I paid a dollar for this, correct? You, exactly. I personally think if this live jam album wasn't part of this, I think this album would not be as crapped on as it is, some of it for very good reasons. I think if it was just the 10 songs, they would have said, okay, this is, okay, the second album is not necessary. Now, I know, John, one of the reasons th- this came out is because... John was thinking of putting out the Lyceum show as an EP back in 70 or 71, and it never happened. Get this. Imagine he had taken the Imagine acoustic from the Apollo Theater and Sisters Oh Sisters. Different story. And and put that on this instead of this mess. You would have a total, I think, change of how this album, especially Imagine. No. Yes. And no, Sisters Oh Sisters sounds yeah. really good, too. That was a really nice, yeah. And, it was and a good really nice yes, but so, I don't think it would have changed the live album. I, think it, but you, I don't think many people listen to the live album no matter what. Well, I and, just don't. And Attica State, I think, sounds better at the Apollo than it does on this version. It does. You know? I'll give you so that, I th- too. I yeah. think if you either included those three songs or replaced the... Zappa stuff. And if you would have given me a Paul UK tour thing as an extra album with Wildlife, would that have made Wildlife better? (laughs) No, I'm trying to... Well, yes, in that case. It it does now, but it wouldn't have then? Would you go, oh, I don't mind I Am Your Singer because, you know, we got the whole Paul UK show in Newcastle. (laughs) I like I Am Your Singer. Good point. Good point. Okay. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because I'm good at it. But the the, the mess of the live, the, the Zappa stuff is very noticeable. Yeah, and, I you know, agree. He, he has this a beautiful. The first time I heard that acoustic, imagine I. So they could have given us I a forty-five so, as an extra with this album, like he did with McCartney right. too for coming up, and right. done those two songs. I would have been back happy, to, and that would have been very good. I would have been happy if I if I can go to a couple of different interesting comments that I found about the album because I told oh, around for some. some I did thoughts. Too, they were... from the Ultimate Classic Rock website. I forgot that this existed, but this is exactly what you know what we've been talking about all evening. Without universal themes that could resonate across generations, sometime in New York City tends to come off as empty proselytizing. The sentiments are too brittle and often all edge. The result, no doubt, of their rushed creation. Even Lennon eventually came to see the folly of this freeze-dried creativity. I like to do inspirational work, he told David Sheff in 1980, but I'd never write a song like John Sinclair now. Lennon's quote, I'm pretty movable as an artist, you know. It became journalism and not poetry. And I basically feel that I'm a poet, he told Rolling Stone in 1975. Then I began to take it seriously on another level, saying, well, I am reflecting what's going on, right? Then I was making an effort to just reflect what was going on. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work as pop music or what I want to do. It really just doesn't make sense. Interesting. That's three years away. That's 1975. So... The thing about John Lennon, one thing we do know, John liked to work fast and wrote some of his greatest songs, you know, was under pressure or deadlines and stuff. This album came out pretty quickly after Imagine. Mm. I always wondered if he had waited, but then he'd have to redo some of the lyrics. because It would would be totally irrelevant. He he should have done, like we said, Angela John Sinclair should have had a last... But the whole album would would have been been irrelevant. The album would have been canned. It would have been. Well, if it, it came out... If it came out after Nixon was elected, 
it's over already. All right, let's right. let's certain, do this. Thing. I'm just going to throw this out there. You take off Sunday Bloody Sunday, and you take off the John Sinclair and the Angela, and you put in because it works time wise. You put in well, baby, please don't go, and cold turkey. Nope. 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 You I wouldn't, hear what I wouldn't I would have do? any live album. I wouldn't have any live. You want to hear what I would do? What? Start the album with Power to the People. I agree with that. And, totally. End the album with Rural Water and somewhere in there put Instant Karma. No, you Instant could, Karma. They would, never it would have been it would have been so dated. Instant Karma would Instant Karma would have been do that then. dated meaning all like right, all yeah. right, so don't put Instant Karma, but you put Power to the People as the opening track. John was a singles guy and he was very important what was the, about singles. What was the B side of Power to the People? Power the people was open your box. There you go. But That's you don't even need to put that. Too. But you don't even need to put that on, because you're you, ending with rural water anyway. You take out Sunday Bloody Sunday, and now you put in power to the people. So you get a universal protest song versus a bleh, yeah. and now you have a good opening track. And if you want to open, but you still side, got Angela and Johnson. Yeah. You do, yeah. but. You're not going right. to replace everything, or else but, it's not sometime in the But you can have one bad song. I mean, and, and that would be Angela to me. We're to not me, rate this to me, yeah, we have to. To me, this record works if it's one record. The the ten songs. I love the packaging on it. The making it look like the Brilliant. newspaper. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he changed the mother's uh, liner notes and, yeah, and I think wrote. It's pretty I, funny. You know what bothered me about it? He did it again with with the the Ringo press release in '74, yeah. and he just crossed out, and it just comes across as not creative. Mm-hmm. It's silly. Yeah, yeah it's and, silly. And, I mean, doing it once, but then when you do it the second time, it means that you're yeah. not thinking. I wish there was a live John Lennon record that goes from basically the the live piece in Toronto to basically Elton John on stage in '74, and and do something like that. You know what? The only way you could do it, honestly, Rob, is if you found the original multi-track master yeah. tapes. Well, yeah, well, and you tried I don't want to hear live that. in New York City anymore. No, it, to well, me, live Jack, in New supposedly York City Supposedly, Jack, Jack Douglas has went back to the masters on that. He's but you're only as good as what you're starting with. Right. No, but supposedly they, they found uh, but, actual but tapes. But it wasn't a great recording. So, but it wasn't no, released. What? No, it hasn't no, been yeah. released. No. Right. They, they no. keep threatening to release it. They, he did both shows. So the other show is a lot better, right? Right. The, night the other show. show, the nighttime show, is smoking. Oh, I know that. And that we wasn't have really, that one. That wasn't released. They, the, for whatever reason, the yeah, it, live in New York City was the afternoon. Most right. of it was not all. Most, of them, yeah, yeah. I think Hound Dog. Maybe yeah. one more thing we have to mention. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, came out in June of '72 for America. It came out September yes. of '72, and the reason was okay. the same reason that Paul had with Linda. Northern Songs sued John Lennon saying, well, why are you giving co-credit to Yoko? And just to let people know, the Beatles at that point, as we know, did not own Northern Songs. Right. They, it, they had it, lost it, their own catalog. Sir Lou Grade came yes. in and bought it out. And John and Paul had sold their shares. So they thought that Yoko couldn't write anything, even though she already had a record. <laughs> you know, she right. had credit on mm. the whole album. And, of course, they lost, but it took three months to take care of and you being know, northern songs lost. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So okay. that's why it's it comes even more dated. And I always wondered how the rest of the world look at all these American. That's what I was just going to say. Uh, Drop-ins of names and places. I mean, obviously, uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday and Luck of the Irish is you know an Irish British. It's just going to piss all over them. Really, yeah, yeah. let's be honest. But but right. there's so much mention of American things and American people. I often wondered how it was seen outside of this. John never wrote a song for London, bastard. <laughs> Sorry. That's how they felt. You know. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. Good riddance, Lenin. It's, well, they you know. pretty much said that. Yeah. The other thing is that, uh, like we talked about in the beginning, consequences. He didn't record for almost a year. 
it took its toll on him. The failure of this album failed miserably. He thought he was really helping, and it just he didn't help at all. And it really it bummed him out for a long time. And, and he didn't work with Elephant's Memory again. I thought well, no, he did. Of course, he did. Uh, approximately Infinite Universe. Yeah, and and, I, and and they recorded their album. I don't know what if it came. I meant around the same time. I meant on he didn't a, do on, another album with them. But correct, he, you right. know, he worked um, with them. Okay, right. So I um, guess that about wraps it up, except yeah, for the fact that we've got to rate a record. Let's look at John Lennon's Sometime in New York City. And everybody, we're going to play Rate a Record right act, now. And act, we're going to go. Mitch rates it for. <laughs> I, I'm going to. No, you know what? I'm, here we go. It's, I mean, let's start with you, oh, Mitchell. Okay. Wow. Where do you go with this? I'm going to give it a three because it. Probably doesn't deserve it, but there are some good moments on it. And the music, if every song was written with different lyrics, it would have been a better album. If the whole album had been much better produced. If this comes out it would next have gotten week, a four. Okay. I'm not kidding. Okay. I, I don't care how well produced it is. Okay. It, it, <laughs> Tuxedo and a goat. And you, you still, still a goat. goat. <laughs> <laughs> Robert? <laughs> a last three is a little too much little. Um, no, it's not. I'd probably go with a five. There are some good songs on here. It's not an album you play at a party. <laughs> you know, it's not like, hey, everyone, let's listen to... It ain't bad. Born in a, John let's listen to it Born in the no Prison. <laughs> um, we go from, I can't stop this feeling, <laughs> to, <laughs> we born in a prison, maybe. <laughs> ooga chaga chaga, ooga. Oh, wait, um, ooga chaga. <laughs> um, so... Wow. That's probably it. One thing I we, I did forget to mention, now I remember what I was going to say. When Yoko re-released this and remixed it back in um, in 2005, oh. she made it a single disc. Yes. And yeah. it works a lot better, not just because she included uh, Listen, uh, The Snow Is Falling and Happy Xmas War Is Over and got rid of most of the Zappa stuff. Sure. It works because also it's not... Two CDs. It's one CD, so you pay seventeen ninety five instead. Just because you're paying less doesn't mean it works. But, but how many Come people on. didn't buy this? Because Cheaper goat, still a goat. <laughs> but but you know what? There are a lot of people like me who didn't buy it because it was a two CD set, and you know all of a sudden it's thirty four dollars because you know that's the way they're charging it. So I think I, don't know. I personally like the two thousand and five version. In 2010, she went back to the two-disc set yes. when uh, the yeah. signature box came out yeah. and, and all that yeah. other stuff. So it works better to me, like I said, as if it was just the 10 songs, but wisely. Now, this is where she maybe should have put Power of the People on it. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. But because Happy Xmas War is Over came out in December of 71. And truthfully, yeah. Happy Christmas War is Over is such an uh, anomaly on this disc, but Still, yeah. it's, it's, so is it's listen to snow is falling. True, yeah, true. So, but, All right, well, so that's my thing about it. Um, I don't hate this record the way I probably used to, but at the same time, okay. this is more of a. If you're a historian, this is what you're sort of looking yeah, into. Yeah. This is more of a historian record than a it moves you record, or you want to dance to this record, or that type of thing. Interestingly for me, I think for in many ways, I think I've come to dislike the album more. Really? Over the years. I think I've actually... Because it's gotten more dated? Or, it's or gotten more oh, dated it's because dated. I just... I, my anger toward sloppy production has gotten much more intense. Yeah, my patience older. for that. My patience. That's exactly it. Um, I, I There are still moments that I absolutely enjoy and find wonderful and fun... 
which is where all water and New York City, right. really. Uh, and and and, Luck of the Irish. and I like Luck of the Irish, and and I Sister, love Sister, 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 Sisters. And truthfully, you know, tr- I have to be honest. The, uh, some of the other things on the record actually give it negative points. So it's kind of like no, I can't look right. and say, you're... like I, I give the album a four. I give the album a strong four because I know I can count four songs of the ten on the studio album that I like, and and yeah. I like moments on the live album. I like moments of Don't Worry Kyoko very much. And again, now if you'd asked me. 10 years ago, I might have said, or 15 years ago, I might have said, I'd give it a five or a five and a half because I, I get a kick out of the jam in the middle and the, the and scumbag. And- no, but I mean, it just was fun from when I was, but now hearing that on the, on the Zappa, now that it's negative points that it's this bad on the Lennon recording. So to me, Good I, point. the whole thing, the whole package, I give it a four. Mm-hmm. So which means a three, a four and a five, it's a four. it averages out to a four. Well, that's, that's. That's, That's about it. when we did Ringo the Fourth. Ringo the Fourth, yeah. <laughs> so here on the Fab Four Free for All, this has been our discussion of John Lennon and Yoko Ono's "Sometime in New York City." Uh, I yes, have been, we finally did it, folks. Yeah, I have been your moderator, Tony Chiguardo. Joining me, as they always do, is my good friend Rob Leonard and my other good friend Mel Jackson. And we will see, see you all very soon. Thanks for tuning. We hope. We hope. We will. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Ain't no sunshine song. Anytime she goes away. I know, 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 I know. Gotta 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 g